Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Collison is set. He's ready to launch. He's got a long two. Darren Collison inches away from a three ball. And how about six early points of the eight Sacramento has scored from Darren Collison. Barnes on the near wing. Now they're down to four on the clock. Barnes has to force a long three, and he hits it. My goodness. Talk about a bailout shot. We saw one from Cousins for two early, and this one for three from Matt Barnes. And the Kings have a five-point lead at 16-11. to Tolliver to a wide-open Matt Barnes for three. He's got the bucket, and the Kings take the lead. 13 unanswered for Sacramento to lead at 42-41, and then a long lead pass stolen by Temple. Finds uh, Malachi Richardson for three, in and out. Back tap to Cousins, 21 seconds to go. Cousins is going to shoot the three. Barnes will shoot it from the corner, uncontested, and he scores the triple. 16 seconds left to go. That is the fourth three-pointer that Barnes has hit this afternoon in six attempts. And boy, did the Kings need that. Hey there, what's up? Welcome into another edition of Locked on Kings. I'm your host, Jason Ross, wishing you yet again Happy New Year as the Kings will have their first game of 2017 as they take on the Denver Nuggets. We will preview that game. We'll also talk a lot of things about where the Kings rank in the NBA, kind of looking over some of the numbers um, amongst the league where Sacramento fits in place right now. And we'll give you kind of a health status update on what's going on with a few of the injured players on the Sacramento Kings. But you can follow us on Google Play, Audio Boom, Stitcher, and iTunes. Leave us ratings and reviews there. Um, subscribe to those and follow us each and every day like you already do. And we thank you for that. But let more people know that we're out here for you on Locked on Kings on the Locked on Network. Uh, first and foremost, uh, just one couple of things NBA-wise. Another great night in the NBA. Uh, add another member to Club 50, right, in the NBA. Now, all of a sudden, people are getting 50 points like it's no big deal. If you kind of go in order of this season, Anthony Davis got it started early. Then Russell Westbrook. Clay Thompson has done it. John, These are now the December guys. John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, he did it. Isaiah Thomas, uh, that still pains me. James Harden, and then Jimmy Butler, the most recent one to do it, scoring 52 on Monday night. So eight players have hit 50 this year. More and more triple doubles are happening. The offense is booming across the NBA. And it's for me, it's fun to watch. I know good defense is also exciting. And I know it'll pick up in the playoffs, but I, I like the offense. I, I'm... I enjoy watching the world's greatest athletes score, fly above the rim, and hit threes at an amazing pace. And we'll highlight that coming up here in just a few moments on Locked on Kings. But um, just congratulations, I guess, to Jimmy Butler and until the next guy to score 50. And I'm looking forward to that because it seems to happen now at a pretty regular base uh, basis. So we'll see uh, what happens next. But let's give you the update on what's going on health-wise for the Kings as they get ready for the first night of a back-to-back. They get Denver on the road, and then come back home and start a seven-game homestand. But for the health of the Kings, Aaron Aflalo still has that right elbow strain. He is questionable for the game against the Nuggets, of course, his old team. 
Rudy Gay, boy, this has been nagging him. That right hip flexor strain, he is still questionable as well. And then that kind of bizarre injury against Memphis to close out 2016 with Ty Lawson, officially listed as, I'll try to get the terminology right here, maxillary sinus fracture. He, too, is listed as questionable. So that's kind of the health status for the Sacramento Kings for the game against Denver. And speaking of that, uh, Matt Barnes, who's been banged up all season long, gave his own health status after that game against Memphis. Yeah, I'm just losing my, my ribs. Bang my ribs up again, so be all right. Have your ribs been right all year? No, they actually uh, they were feeling good for a while, and then I got a need in the Utah game by Gobert, and uh, he hit the same spot that was injured in the preseason. So take some time. Did you hit him again tonight? Yeah, I got hit tonight. Do you remember more about it? I mean, what? Uh, in the second quarter, I think I tried to set a screen on somebody. Uh, I'll be fine. How hard is it just playing through all that? It's tough. But, I mean, we got a lot of people hurt right now. So, I mean, as long as my legs work, I can t- fight through it. Coach, nice to talk about, you know, the Grizzlies didn't feel you guys tonight. I mean, that's got to be probably Yeah. I think, you know, we've, we've been playing defense, uh, you know, pretty well these last two games. I think our defense is failed us and we've lost both games uh, I think this team came out more physical more intense and hit us first and never really stopped Why do teams seem to on you guys from the perimeter? Man, I don't know that's a good question man we can't stop anybody hitting threes I don't know maybe uh need to start looking to full rotate I think we you know we always stunt and get back to our man sometimes we might just need to start full rotating did the have any effect on you guys differently? No, I mean, it, it was an early time for them, too, you know. So, uh, like I said, there's no excuses. You got to come out ready to play, and uh, we didn't, and we lost. Do you expect to have as many attempts, you know, three-point-wise, five and seven? Uh, you know, I just, I, I think my shot is finally starting to come around, um, you know. And with me, it's not really for the attempts. It's, it's doing all the little stuff with the team. Uh, you know, tonight, I got the ball a few more, more times than normal and, and was able to knock it down, but... You know, my job is to, to plug holes and, and rebound and play defense and, uh, you know, lead this team. Right. Obviously, you got to go to Denver next, but you guys will kind of look ahead at all the home, time, home games you're going to have. Yeah, we're looking forward to it, man. we got to go game by game. Uh, December was a crazy month for us as far as travel and back-to-backs that we played. So, you know, we got to go to Denver one game, and then, the, you know, we get, we're here for about six or seven games, which I think will help us. Is that kind of a crucial point for you guys, isn't it? Uh, that, you know, and then February, we got a favorable schedule. Uh, I think we just go to the Clippers and the Warriors. So, you know, this these next month, this next month and a half is going to be big for us. Well, at the end there, Matt was kind of sizing up the schedule. I've been highlighting how difficult this month is going to be. January is a killer schedule. He highlights February. And if the Kings can kind of navigate their way through January successfully, or at least not getting just pummeled and moved out of the, their positioning in the standings, they may be in great shape. February, they don't even leave the state. They don't have to leave the state at all. They've got home games. They've got a road game at the Lakers, a road game at the Warriors, the All-Star break, and then back to home games all the way into March. So this team will be around a lot of the month of February. But, uh, again, you've got to have a good January, and it starts with the game against the Denver Nuggets. Now, uh, we'll preview the Nuggets here in just a few moments, but want to kind of go over where the Sacramento Kings rank now, where they, where they kind of fit now that we're getting closer and closer to the halfway point of the NBA season. On the individual side of things, uh, most of it's going to be related to DeMarcus Cousins. We'll highlight that Rudy Gay right now is in the top 20 in steals. That's 18th in steals per game, but uh, still way down the ladder. But impressive enough that Rudy is there. And I think Rudy, when he's been healthy, has been more active than we at least saw last year. 
because uh, of the injury he had that he played with last year. Now let's go to DeMarcus because he is uh, dominating most of the individual rankings for the Kings. All right, DeMarcus averaging 29 points per game. That's good for third in the league. That only trails Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. He can catch Davis. Westbrook, he doesn't have a huge lead, but when you're starting to get along in the games, you have to score a ton to really, really move up, and he'd have to drop off a little bit. The ejection the other night helped, I guess, bring Cousins a little bit closer, that ejection of Westbrook. But uh, Cousins at 29 points per game. Amazing to see him third in the league in scoring. His rebounding is down just a little bit, but still in the top 15. He's at 13 at 10.2 rebounds per game. He's uh, 19th in blocks and in minutes. That minutes number, I, I would be careful. We've got to keep watching that because he's already had a game off for rest. He's been asked to do a lot. Honestly, if this team was doing better as far as where they are in the standings, he would be in the MVP conversation. I mean, what he means to this team, it's equivalent to what Westbrook is doing, what Harden is doing, what Durant, what LeBron, what other guys that are going to be considered. It's just DeMarcus, is, his team isn't going to win enough. But he's having... MVP type productive type season it's just it's not going to go that way for him I can safely say that and then he's sixth in made free throws and fifth in attempts so he's getting to the line he's getting other teams in foul trouble and helping out his others to get to the line because they get in the bonus so individually some pretty incredible things that are going on with DeMarcus Cousins all right now let's go to where the team ranks All right, the team right now is averaging 101.8 points per game. That number actually sounds pretty good, but that's good for 22nd out of 30. And only seven teams right now in the NBA are not over 100. So this is a league where points are up. The Kings are okay in that number, but 101.8, it's just okay. It's just okay what they're doing offensively. But that, you know, last year they were more of a special offensive team, but they were awful defensively. Their offensive numbers have come down a bit, but their defensive numbers have increased. And uh, the, I'll say how that's kind of reflected. Their field goal percentage, they're 18th. Free throw percentage, 15th, right in the middle. Three-point percentage, it's up from a year ago. They're 18th. Rebounds, this is the number that's been disappointing for the season. They're down at 28th out of 30. They've not been a good rebounding team. I already mentioned DeMarcus's numbers are down a little bit. But just collectively, and I think one of the sidebars of a different roster Rajon Rondo last year was a really good rebounder. Remember all the triple-doubles he had, but he was getting eight, nine rebounds a game, six. He wasn't getting that many a game, but he'd have games where he'd have eight, he'd have 13, he'd have six, he'd have four. Some of the Kings uh, guards don't rebound as well, nearly as well as he did. So they've got to do a much better job in the rebounding department. They are better and active defensively, 12th in steals. And turnovers, not as bad as a year ago. The Kings were scoring a lot, a lot of possessions. The pace was up there, number one or number two in the league. But they turned the ball over a ton. Now they're 17th in turnover. So those are some good numbers for the Kings. Now on the defensive side of things, now points per game, they're 16th. Remember last year, Kings were dead last in defense. So they have gotten better there. Field goal percentage defense, which is usually a stat a lot of people put more of an emphasis on. They are 23rd there. That's okay. Three-point uh, field goal percentage defense. I feel like out of 30, they were 40th. <laughs> it just feels like everybody shoots a ton of threes on them. They're 26th. Still, that's not a good number, and that's an area that you heard Matt Barnes talk about earlier where maybe they need to change just a little bit of their defensive philosophy. Maybe a complete rotate is what he talked about on defending the three-point line. So that's some of the areas. But speaking of that, I bring this up. I'm going to keep bringing it up because I think this is a telling statistic, and there's going to be people that you know look at analytics and all the metrics and all the different things. 
I just I, I've jumped on the three point differential stat to me. I think is the most important thing going right now, and you this stat will help support that at least uh, in my opinion. So three pointers. Where do the Kings fall in line in three pointers? Here's how I here's how I broke it down. There are eleven teams in the NBA that are under three hundred made three pointers as a team. The collection of the team is made under three hundred. The Kings are one of those teams, and they've made two hundred. And 86. The number's actually a little bit up from a year ago, but the league numbers are way, way up. Now, for some perspective, again, Kings at 286 in the bottom 11 in the NBA and three point makes. And I always talk about if you hear me break down each game, I'll say, oh, the Kings made 10, the opposing team made 15. That's five more, that's 15 more points. You got to make that up somewhere, whether it's at the foul line, in transition, not easy to do. So imagine this. Here are your top five teams from five to one in three-point makes. And tell me if you see a theme here. Clippers, 373. Boston, 382. Warriors, 402. Cleveland, 425. And the Houston Rockets, an amazing 528. Five of the best teams in the league. And, you know, that's a team with LeBron. That's a team with James Harden. That's a team with Isaiah, with Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, and of course the Warriors with all those shooters. I mean, you, you don't have to just be the Warriors and have great shooters. It's just Houston's going to flood the floor with three-point shooters. Cleveland does the same thing, and I just think it's such a weapon. Spacing the floor, committing to the threes, making enough, and it's just such a dagger shot. And I think you look at it, Clippers, Boston, Golden State, Cleveland, and Houston – all in the top five, all top five teams to me in the NBA are shooting threes and making them at a great clip. So when you look at the trade deadline coming up in about six weeks for any of those teams or legitimate playoff threats, all coaches like shooting. They're going to look to add shooting. And that's one area. The Kings are better collectively from the top of the roster to the bottom. They have more people that are able to shoot the three. The problem right now is I think their best three-point shooter is DeMarcus Cousins. They need more people that are consistent. Rudy doesn't take very many. Now your three-point shooters are consisting of Tolliver, Temple, Barnes, McLemore, all capable. But none of them are, are prolific You know that are going to get you five makes a night that you can just count on. They're going to get you five, four to five makes a night. None of those guys do that. Now what Coach Yeager said the other day He's going to start playing the young guys a little bit more, and he specifically highlighted highlighted Malachi Richardson. Now, I've got some hopes for him. Not that I'm expecting him to be the four to five three point make a night guy, but being aggressive, shooting the open threes, and spreading the floor. I mean, if you can't make threes or get open looks with a 29 point per game big man scoring, Demarcus Cousins spreading the floor, you can't shoot in this league. And so, I think I'm hopeful that he will be a nice addition if he does get those minutes that Coach Yeager talked about. We'll see if he gets them as quickly as the game against Denver. All right, so now let's preview the Nuggets. Nuggets came off a, a great game against the Golden State Warriors. They lost that one, uh, 127-119. to They were really hanging with the Warriors. That game was coming right down to the end. Uh, Nuggets were on an 11-2 run, made it a two-possession game, got a stop in the final minute and a half, got a wide-open angle three by Gary Harris. 
and didn't make it. That would have been a huge basket. Could have pulled him within three. Would have been a 14-2 run. One possession game instead of miss. You go to the other end. Draymond Green got a basket, then another miss, and Draymond Green got another rebound and basket. He ended with a triple-double. So Denver fought hard. They lost that game 127-119. Had six players in double figures. And eight players had three or more assists. They in total had 33 assists. So this is a team that has played better since the first month of the season. Um, Jokic had 21 points, 10 boards, 5 assists. He's been in the mix a lot more, and he's been effective for them. Kenneth Fareed did not play versus the Warriors, so we'll keep our eye on that, whether or not he'll give it a go against the Kings. But this is a team now that's kind of being built not on star power, but on depth. They kind of get you with multiple players. Their lineup of Jokic, Chandler, Gallinari, Moutier, and Harris started. Then they come in with Nurkic, Jameer Nelson, uh, the rookie Jamal Murray. Will Barton, who's had a nice home in Denver. So those are the kind of guys all coached by Coach Malone. And you guys know that he's one heck of a coach because, again, I don't think this roster is that impressive. But Denver is a team that fights, plays hard. It's traditionally a tough place to play in Denver. Now, the Nuggets will be playing the second night of a back-to-back for the Kings. It'll be a first night of a back-to-back, and it's the first matchup of four this season between the two teams. In fact, (laughs) so they play uh, the first game here in Denver. Then you've got a game. The first game after the All-Star break will be the second matchup of the other four. That's February 23rd. That's trade deadline day. First game after the break at Golden 1 Center. March 6th, they'll play again. That'll be a second night of a back-to-back, and they have to go to Denver to do that which is by many considered to be the most difficult back-to-back in the league. And then March 11th, they will host Denver for their final matchup of the four. So those three games come in a nine-game stretch for Sacramento. And we've talked standings. We've talked playoff positioning where the Kings are right now, currently in the eighth spot. Denver is just a half game back, and what a swing it could be. If you can keep beating, if you're the Kings with the 49 games left, teams like Denver consistently, you don't play Portland again, but the Lakers, New Orleans, Dallas, all the teams that are trying to get in there, Phoenix, Minnesota. I don't know if that that alone will be enough, but that certainly will push those teams back. And you pick up a win or two against maybe some of the Eastern teams that you should beat and find a win here or there against some of the better teams. It might be enough. I don't think that eight spot's going to have an amazing record. And I know eight isn't the, uh, the crowning jewel here, but when you haven't been in the playoffs in 10 years, and eight might be a quick trip with the Warriors, but it's just be nice to be in the tournament if you're the Sacramento Kings in that second season. But last year, the Kings had great success against Denver as um, they swept them 3-0 last year. Cousins had monster games, 38 points, 14.5 rebounds per game in the matchups against Denver. So if he can continue something like that, which he's asked to do, if any of those guys that we talked about that were uh, questionable, like Rudy or Aflalo or Ty Lawson could come in and have an impact, I think the Kings can do well in Denver and and kind of get back in the right track because I think this Denver game and the next night against Miami are the most important games right here out of the shoot because the later part of the week, Friday, you host the Clippers. Sunday, you get the Warriors, your first matchup before. You still have to play the Cavs twice. I mean, there are some, you have more with the Spurs. There are some killer games still ahead for the Sacramento Kings, including that eight-game road trip just around the corner. And so all these games, I mean, really, they're all important, but the games against the teams that you're fighting with, like Denver, like Portland, um, really, if you can go back and, and the loss to Memphis isn't a killer to me if you had beaten Portland. That win streak would have continued. You would have pushed Portland back. You lose to Memphis, say, okay, 
and then you get right back on track and beat Denver. That's that's the way it should have gone for the Kings, but now they got to erase this two-game losing streak and and get it out of the because it was going so well, and you don't want it to keep going in this direction. Just kind of redirect it, even if it's for a game or two. That's important because you just got to keep staying in that consistent mode. And this team has been a little bit more consistent as of late. So we'll see what they're able to do against the Denver Nuggets. Well, we do thank you for listening to another edition of Locked on Kings. I'm Jason Roskin. Tell everybody we're here each and every day for you. Talking NBA, talking about the Sacramento Kings on iTunes. You can subscribe there. Please leave us ratings and reviews. Send us questions too, by the way, for our... uh, Friday mailbag. That's jason.ross at cbsradio.com or on Twitter at jasonross1140. Also, you can follow us on Stitcher, Audio Boom, um, all the different ways you can find us. Uh, we definitely would encourage you to do that. So, thank you so much for listening to another edition of Locked on Kings. You are Locked on Kings. Your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.